Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Both Cruisecast show Coming to you not quite live From Hewlett, Long Island, New York. Welcome to the show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'm your host. My name is Tommy Casabona. I'm going to try to one take this one straight through. You know what I mean? A lot of times you guys don't know the magic of editing that goes on. I usually go on breaks here and there. This may not be the longest one. Maybe it will be. You never know, right? Never try to predict a cruise. Never try to predict a podcast. The purpose of this podcast today is to preview, drum roll, a cruise. Tommy, your boy, I just referred to myself in the third person. That's kind of obnoxious. No? Yeah, it is. But I booked a cruise, guys. And those of you who are not in on the whole Facebook thing and are not in, uh, well, by the way, you should be. Uh, Always be booked cruise and travel lounge on Facebook. Check that out. But if you didn't see, I booked a cruise and... You know, it was such a topsy-turvy booking process. I was all over the map. And once again, I kind of went away from what I was trying to do. I just saw an opportunity and I grabbed it. My initial kind of prerequisite for getting on a cruise, my next cruise, was going to be on Carnival. I wanted to get not a Vista, not a Mardi Gras. I wanted to get an old school Carnival cruise back in just because it had been so long. And it's something old Carnival, old school, like I like to call it, old Carnival, is something that I just like. And I wanted to kind of get back in the mix of it. Now, that didn't happen. A couple of reasons why. And, and, and here's the other thing. That would have been the cheapest way to go. Maybe it would have been. A, let me take it. Let me back up on that. It may or may not have been the cheapest way to go because the cruise would have been cheaper cruise would have been shorter but you're you're dealing with the uh trip to florida you know the transportation there and everything like that so i want to say uh uh, in the middle of this whole thing i want to i want to welcome some people hopefully we get some new listeners because this is uh going to be posted in the facebook group ideally unless it gets taken down of the uh gem cruisers so this is my cruise ready drum roll so i didn't do the florida because of the simplicity factor uh getting there getting back dealing with the whole thing um, I'm finding myself wanting a plug-and-play cruise. I just found myself wanting a plug-and-play cruise. And the other thing was is that it does matter to me where this one went. It had been a couple of years. It, it's been two years, more than two years, since I've seen those mountains, since I, uh, since I call it the Saint Somewhere, the Saint Somewhere tour. You know what I mean? St. Martin, St. Thomas. Uh, I, I just wanted to get back. I wanted to get back to the saints, the mountains, the clear green water, the remote island, true island life. Yeah, Bahamas are island, but it's not island. It's not. It is. I shouldn't say that, but it's not uh, virgin island islands. So I wanted to get back to that, and that was an important thing. So I did overpay for this cruise, I believe, when it's all said and done. And let me just say something else. I'm not going to go into detail, okay? Don't book through third-party sites. I did. I'm a travel agent, as you guys know. And I booked through a third-party site because it looked like I was going to save some dough. You're not going to save dough, and you're going to spend a lot of time on the phone, a lot of frustrating, frustrating minutes on the phone. Dare I say hours. So don't do it. Don't book through Expedia. Now, if you have a travel agent that works for Expedia, whatever, just a, a rep, whatever, I don't know. I know Expedia has a travel agency arm to them as well. I'm not referring to that. I'm talking about just booking on your own where they give you this price and it is what it is. Anyway, long story short, we didn't do Carnival. We're not doing Royal Caribbean. I am booked out of New York City. That's right. Start spreading the news. 
right in my backyard on the Norwegian gem. I joke today that this is a ship that is such a New York cruise ship. If, if this ship could talk, it would have a New York accent. And I've been on this cruise ship. And I want to welcome new listeners. And, and I want to remind everybody that this show has been told to me that it's an acquired taste. I can come off obnoxious in the in the beginning. Maybe a little irritating, whether it's my uh, brashness, whether it's my accent, whatever it is. I don't think I have that bad of a New York accent compared to a lot of people, especially where I am right now. You hear some, you know, uh, <laughs> some real serious Long Island accents where I'm from now. Neither here nor there. I always get forever getting off topic. But yes, all of my obnoxiousness and my brashness and my annoying accent will be made up for with my heart of gold, which you will soon discover in the coming episodes. Or it's kind of what I'm told. Listen, we try to inform, we try to entertain, and we try to connect. I-E-C. So let's switch that around. Inform, connect, entertain. Let's go with ICE method, right? It's the ICE method. So if you're just listening to this podcast, welcome. And I want to preview this cruise. And guys, what a cruise it is. Now, here's the other thing. We don't know where we're going <laughs> I looked at the uh, eighth. This is a te- okay. So let's break it down. Norwegian gem out of New York City. Ten days. It's a ten day cruise. It's going to, or it should I say, it's scheduled to go to uh, Porto Plata in the Dominican Republic, Saint Martin, Saint Thomas, Grand Turk. And Tortola. So that's five uh, islands. Now, I've heard rumors that it skipped one of the ports and did an extra sea day on some of the sailings. I heard it went to Nassau on some of the sailings. Mostly St. Thomas looks like it's being subbed out for. It's still, as far as I'm concerned, going to St. Thomas. Is it going really? I don't know. Maybe it's less than likely. But this past sailing, they switched out. Uh, Grand Turk for San Juan, signed that up all day, and they and they switched out St. Thomas for Antigua, which I would say no, typically, because St. Thomas is my favorite port, but Antigua, 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 it's, I've never been there. So I wouldn't be as mad being able to go to a port that I haven't seen yet. And you still get St. Thomas, you still get, I'm sorry, St. Martin's, Tortola, this and that. So I don't really know where we're going to go, but we're going to assume for the sake of this podcast uh, of that it's going to travel its itinerary. And if it doesn't, uh, we'll talk about a couple of the other places. You know what I mean? Well, here we go. So Norwegian Gem to those stops. And the crazy part about it is we're leaving in five days. That's right, Friday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, so Friday. So it's five, six days, whatever you want to call it. Tomato, potato, whatever it is. But that's what we're doing. And I'm pumped. And here's the other thing. It's a solo cruise. Guys, I don't know. I'm a people person for the right people. <laughs> and over the last year and a half, I've had a lot of people around me. And... Most of them I love. Most of them I enjoy a lot. But I was thinking about this. And yeah, I was I was putting it out there, putting some feelers out there to see if I can get somebody. You can't really do that. You can't really get somebody to join you on a 10-day cruise, typically. Adults, anyway. You know, adults, it's hard. <laughs> Jobs and families and everything. It's hard to do it. So I, I didn't really matter as much to me. As it meant to getting out to sea, packing my bags, and getting on the gym, and doing a solo cruise. Now, I don't know what to expect. Let's talk about the solo situation first. The last solo cruise I did. Now, guys, I'm pushing 30 cruises. It's like 28, 29 cruises. I think this might be my 30th cruise, if I'm not mistaken. I will confirm and recheck. But uh, I did a solo cruise out of New York City once, and it was a great experience. It was Awesome. There was a solo and singles coordinator. The problem is that was on the Norwegian Breakaway, which has studio cabins. So they were really pushing the solo thing. I don't think that's going to be the same situation with this. I don't know. 
Maybe there'll be a solo coordinator. Maybe they won't. Maybe the solo meetups will be good. Maybe they won't. Maybe I'll get a wild hair up my ass and I'll start running around the ship meeting everybody like Mr. Uh, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, what, do you, what do you call that? Um, uh, out, outgoing, Mr. Enthusiast, Mr. You know, personality. I, I, I am that guy. But to me, it's usually you got to get to know me first. You know what I mean? I don't really usually like to force my way into, hey, so where are you guys from? You know, that's typically not what I do. Has there been situations where I have? Yes. Have Has there been instances where because of the conditions I was in, I was forced to be a little bit more of, of an extrovert? Yes. And I have. Maybe I'll, I'll do that on this trip. Again, we're not predicting a cruise. I don't know. And uh, yeah, so hopefully there are people from the Facebook group or wherever else that are that are going on this sailing that are listening to this, and uh, I'm hope I'm hoping I could help you out. Uh, and when I say help you out, yeah, because your boy knows a, a thing or two about cruising, and um, I don't know what to expect, but I will say the Norwegian gem. Let's talk about this for a second. Is it my favorite cruise ship? Let's go with a not even close. Okay, we talk about it a lot. A lot of times you pick your cruises because of what? There's a ship-driven cruise, right? Because you got to get on this cruise ship. You don't really even care where it's going. Um, there's a crew-driven cruise. And I don't say because you're a fan of the people working on the ship. I'm talking about the crew of people that you're taking on this cruise. It's a crew-driven cruise. You're happy to be cruising with them. So you don't care what it's on or where you're going. You're just going on vacation with some people that you love. And then there's an itinerary-driven cruise, and that is what this is. This is definitely not a ship-driven cruise. Now, I am talking some shit about the gem right now. The gem, to me, is a little bit of a is a battleship, is a little bit of a, a, a rough go. You know, the gem is not blowing every, anybody. The gem is not pretty, okay? If you're talking about, you know, let's qualify ships here. If the Norwegian Escape is a is a nine and a half, and uh, you know the Bahama Paradise, uh, Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville ship prior to the refurbishment was a five. I'm gonna give the Norwegian again gem a six point eight, maybe a, maybe a seven on a good day. But that is not to say, okay, I am a sentimentalist. I am a Najastaliafarian, you know? Base word being nostalgia. I like nostalgia. And this will be my, I think, my fifth time on the gem. I don't know if you can count all of it. I know one was a cruise to nowhere one night. I mean, I go back to when they were doing cruise to nowhere. Is that a New York City? It was a wild night. What are you going to do? Hey, it happens. Uh, won a lot of money on that trip. They tried to serve me fake scotch. Okay? I won like $2,800 on that cruise. And on the way back from nowhere, <laughs> one day, one night cruise, I, I, I went and tried to celebrate with the crew that we were with. And I tried to get a bottle of uh, Johnny Walker Blue. Oh, no, 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 no. That's I lied about that. Lied about that. Just made that up. I tried to get shots of Johnny Walker Blue, which end up being you know what were they like seventy dollars a shot i think something like that fifty dollars a shot i don't even remember but they brought them out on trays so what i'm getting at is that they didn't pour it in front of us so i grabbed the guy and i just told him hey i didn't grab him i mean i just pulled him aside pulled him and said hey buddy I just ordered these shots of Johnny Walker Blue. You gotta, you gotta pour them in. You gotta pour them in front of us. What are you doing? Come on, you're better than that. And he went and got his manager. His manager told him, "Yes, you do. You should have." And then they gave us the Johnny Walker Blue that they opened in front of us and poured in front of us. But it worked out. But what I'm trying to say is, I've had some of my greatest times cruising, some of the funnest, best, most great times at sea on the Norwegian Gem. Okay, and no. It's not because of the ship, okay? This is what it is. Like, there is no aft pool. There are no unique, cool bells and whistles. The last refurbishment, I think, was 2015, and I think by 2018, it probably needed a new one again that it never got. But let me tell it to you like this, guys. Anybody who's going on this sailing, that doesn't mean shit, okay? It's about the people. It's about the itinerary. 
It's about the adventure, and it's going to be a blast. And yes, and I'm really excited to get as much shit as I will talk about the Norwegian Gem not being a state-of-the-art bells and whistles ship. I know Marty. That's one of Marty's favorite cruise ships. I know Richard from uh, Cruise Radio absolutely loves this ship. Now, is it really do they love the ship or is it the ship that they're most familiar with? It's like home. For me, the, my, my favorite cruise ship is the Carnival Splendor because I've been on it at least five times. And I will tell you this right now again that uh, I was elated through the moon, excited that I found out that the Splendor after being deployed to Australia to seemingly stay there for the literally, I mean, distant future for a long time with all the wacky stuff going on in Australia, I think they're bringing her home. She's coming home. All right, let's let's not do that. But what am I trying to say? Let's talk about the Norwegian gem, okay? I will tell you about the gem. I know me some gem. And what do you have on the gem that's unique. You have two pools that are in the middle of the Lido deck. Basically, two pools. I think they build one as a kid's pool because it has the slide and one as an adult's pool. Uh, but either way, they, they, you, kids and adults go back and forth between either one. Um, so that is a unique scenario where there are two pools on the main Lido deck. Not anything that's going to blow you away. Not anything that's like, holy crap. But it is just a unique feature of the ship. The great outdoors is cool. It's basically an off-the-aft portion of the ship. It's got a bar, and it's an extension of the buffet. That's all that is. What else are we talking about on the Norwegian Gem that's unique? I really, really like my favorite room inside. I think probably has to be the Spinnaker Lounge. I just like the way that room is set up. It's got the circular stage in the middle slash dance floor, and then that little mini stage behind, uh, past the dance floor. And then also, it's like a really cool room to kind of view what's in front of you. You know what I mean? You, 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 it's a forward portion of the ship, and it's just a it's a comfortable room. That's all you could say. Nice bar. They do some nightclubish activity there, but uh, most of the nightclubish activity that goes on there ends at a decent hour, and then they direct you to club bliss now bliss used to creep me out bliss used to have um it was odd it was odd they used to have these weird statues and weird beds throughout the whole thing but i think they refurbished that i'm not 100 percent sure we're gonna find out uh i should do a recent ship tour but i have not but it is what it is another unique thing about the gem is that they do have 24 hour of uh, 24 hour full service restaurant in Oshi hands and it's one of the fewer Oshi hands that are remaining because they are doing away with that for uh, an updated version of a pub uh, with a gaming area, uh, video games, uh, activities, and stuff that you could do. Also full service, but they're kind of getting away from Oshi hands is what it is. Uh, the main atrium is nothing to kind of like write home about, but it's uh, it's comfortable. It's it's like a little bit of a what would you call it the the epicenter of the ship. And uh, what what can you really? It's not a whole bunch of stuff about the gem that you're gonna go crazy about. Uh, but it's a good ship. It's a really nice ship. It's an older ship, but it's it, it's the gem. If a ship, if if the gem could talk. If the gem was able to speak words, it would say, hey, how you doing? That's what it would say. Going up and down that Hudson River year after year after year. Uh, my first cruise on the Norwegian gem, dare I say, was 2012 or 13. And it's still just doing it. And it was a similar itinerary to this it was four stops it was with so the loveliest legendary sonal and it was with uh joe lover and his wife meg and boy did we have that was one of the best I, I, there's like four or five cruises never had a bad cruise in my life guys told you that over and over again but that was on the short list of top five and the other cruise on the gem was also in the top five with chris maria and um i'm sorry not maria marie and um and uh nick Blast. Pure, pure blast. Several moments of uh, PCB. And uh, for the new listeners, that's uh, called Pure Cruise Bliss. It's that moment when you're out there, wherever you are, on vacation, and everything seems to be clicking on all cylinders, and you've achieved this moment. You're in the zone. You're, you're, you're achieving Pure Cruise Bliss. But this is what it is. Now, now am I nervous? There's one thing I am nervous about, okay? The last time I was on the gem, and this was back in 2015, I believe, 
Uh, this was the one time I was actually nervous about the motion of the ocean. The one time. The one very time. It was uh, a horror story. <laughs> it, was, it was a borderline horror story. It was rough. It was scary. And anytime you're cruising in the winter, anytime you're braving the North Atlantic during these colder months, you run the risk of getting a little bit of a rough sail, you know? And I could tell you, listen, I've been back since. I've been to sea in March and February since then. It's been fine. Uh, not on the gem, but, you know, I'm just the gem thing is a whole coincidence. Now, on this particular cruise ship, there was a uh, listing, rolls back and forth. That's, that's what scares me a little bit. I'm not too worried about the, the, the waves that are oncoming, that we're hit, taking head on. But the listing was scary. And I could tell you right now, some of the crew was scared too. Uh, there was, we were in the French restaurant, Le Bistro, and champagne coolers were hitting the ground hard. Wine coolers were slamming down. Bottles, multitude, five, six, a dozen bottles would fall off the bar in Bar City. Let's go back to Bar City. That's an interesting part. So whatever you, when you think about Carnival, you have that deck five or whatever deck it is, and it's got everything on there. You know what I mean? All the fun spots are on there. Uh, again, gem being basic, it's got a thing called Bar City. One uh, unique thing about Norwegian cruises, uh, the Norwegian cruise line, a lot of times you'll see that you're not going into a lot of open door brick and mortar places like for instance carnival when you're going to the piano bar you're opening a big giant door and you're walking into an enclosed room called the piano bar same thing with the red frog rum bar same thing with a lot of these places where norwegian will kind of just have things kind of laid out and you don't go all of a sudden you're walking down the hallway now you're in the piano bar then you're continuing and you're in the champagne lounge and then you walk up and you're in the cigar bar this happens across the fleet this happens a lot with norwegian a lot i'm not saying all the time yes there are like uh the the howl at the moon the comedy club place they had that uh that was a brick and mortar sort of thing on um escape when i was on escape and a lot of times bliss you're walking into a room for but a unique thing about the gem is, and, and that class of ships, the jewel class, you have a thing called Bar City. And what it is, it's just one big, it's almost like stands, bar stands. And, you know, across the whole, I guess, deck, you'll just have one area of that same bar will be the champagne bar. The other will be the whiskey bar. The other will be a, um, a martini bar. So, like, and then in the middle of that, there'll be a band that plays to all those bars. Whereas Carnival, you'll have the Alchemy Bar a lot of time. That's that's open, but then you'll have that it, the the piano bar will have its own piano, and then like so the piano when there is a piano bar night on the gem, it's playing to all of those bars. So that's just the way that is, and that was where we saw the liquor come down off of the shelves because of the. Rough seas, but I'm sure, hey, listen, I'm sure we're fine. We're going to be all right, guys. It's going to be great, and I'm looking forward to it. But that's, um, you know, Bar City, another unique thing. Another unique thing about Norwegian, typically, they're very good with the deck parties. They are better than Carnival, better than, and, and Carnival used to be great with the deck parties, but they had fallen off a little bit and turned the deck party into like a little bit of a line dancing session. So that's why I'm not as uh, keen on those anymore, but Norwegian really does bring a great energy to their deck parties, typically. Um, and, and and that was kind of like most exemplified in Spice H2O on the newer ships. But even prior to that, my experiences on the gem was that the entertainment staff and the cruise director were all very, very hands-on in making sure that we were going to have a blast at those deck parties. And they did a great job, and I can't uh, knock any of that. That they do, they always did it like theme too. Like it was always fun where you would sail into San Juan, and you'd have a good time, and you know you're enjoying yourself. And then they tell you, okay, when we leave San Juan, which was typically later in the evening, we would sail away to a Latin Fiesta deck party. As we're taking the, uh, let's just call it the long way, because we could probably be in St. Thomas in 45 minutes if we wanted to, because that's usually the next stop after San Juan because of proximity. But they take the long way around. 
and they end up getting you there by the morning. But it's usually thematic. It's usually a lot of fun, and you got to give it to them for that. You know, there's a place, I think it's on deck 12, 11, 12, or 13. I forgot what it is. But you can go look and view the bridge. You can check out the bridge. You can walk upstairs. Uh, it's usually on a. It's always on a deck where there's cabins. You know what I mean? So you walk all the way forward, and you can kind of. It's got a bridge viewing room. Sometimes they shut the shades. I don't blame them. You know what I mean? You got us uh, passengers just staring at you, watching you. You know, you look forward for three days straight. You see nothing but blue water. You look behind you. I got you. You got your tourists with their faces stuck to the to, stuck to the door. Ooh, I wonder if he's driving. Who drives the ship if he falls asleep? You know what I mean? That's anyway. All right, let's talk about the ports. So ports of call now. Uh, so so if this again, assuming this itinerary goes where it's supposed to go, the only one I'm not familiar with is Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic, and I already am, I already know what I want to do for that for that uh, particular stop. Now I also am not an expert on Tortola, but I know probably <laughs> probably forty percent of what you need to know about Tortola, which is the Virgin Gorda, the bath. So I never stepped foot on Joost van Dyke, I guess you would say, uh, because our tender got got us off the ship and took us directly to the, uh, the, 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 the baths, which if you haven't done the baths, do the baths. I don't think I'm doing the baths this time because I did them. It's early. It's expensive. It's long. It's arduous. I kind of want to, and I'm not ruling it out, but I also want to kind of expand my horizons and see the actual big island of Tortola. And they call it Big Island because it is the largest island of the British uh, Virgin Islands. So I probably want to uh, step foot on uh, actual Tortola soil. I probably also want to go to the Soggy Dollar, legendary Soggy Dollar Bar, and get myself a painkiller. Probably want to walk around a little bit and enjoy myself. Now, here's one thing. New listeners, old listeners, you guys know I wanted to do, and this would be the perfect, perfect itinerary to try to pull this off. Me being a lover of St. Thomas, and I'm not ruling this out yet either, guys. This is probably not going to work because of the fact that things are so kind of uh, volatile when it comes to switching ports. I could get caught with my pants down here with this one, so I'm probably not going to do it on this particular sailing. But what I always wanted to do, and this is set up to do it, to get off the ship in St. Thomas, skip, I don't know how many ports are between St. Thomas and Tortola. I don't know. It's at least one, but possibly... Stay on St. Thomas, miss the ship on purpose, and then ferry out because it's a very close ferry to Tortola and catch up with the ship in Tortola when we leave to go to the next stop after that. Or if it's maybe it's to come home. I think that's to come home after Tortola, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe maybe it's Grand Turk. And I don't understand the Grand Turk thing with Norwegian. I always thought Grand Turk was financed and built by Carnival Corporation. So I'm trying to understand. I didn't know. I mean, you learn something all the time. And uh, I like to fancy myself an expert, but apparently I'm, I'm a little behind with this one. I thought, you know, I know Princess can go there. I know Carnival can go there. And all these all these places can go there. I didn't know Norwegian or Royal Caribbean could go to Grand Turk. All right, let's get back to it. So, Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic. Uh, there's a lot to do there. There's a lot of cigar tours. There's a lot of coffee and chocolate tours there. There's some beautiful beaches. I'm sure there's some ridiculous places to eat. I saw that they rebuilt that uh, cruise terminal uh, right by where we're going to go. It looks beautiful. Uh, it's not Amber Cove. So, if you're on Carnival, you're going to Amber Cove. And that's almost like a, almost like a poor man's Labadee. Uh, in terms of Royal Caribbean, it's its own private resort. Uh, that's not what this is. This is you're going into Dominican Republic proper, but you're also, I guess, you know, it's the cruise terminal, the cruise port is like any extra built up cruise port where you're going to have some fun. But then also, you know, you can go into 
the regular town. Uh, you can walk around. It looks and seems like it's very safe. My thing that I want to do in Dominican Republic, my absolute goal in Dominican Republic, is to do the to f- somehow get on top of that hill where they have a sort of a replica of Christ the Re- Redeemer like you would see in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It looks just like it. This thing is almost 3,000 feet high above the ocean, above the mountains, above the, the town, the, the, the villages in, in Dominican Republic, and you go up there, and that's what I want to do. I want to find a way to get up there, and that's definitely where I'm going to be. And then maybe there's some other stuff that I could piggyback. Maybe I could couple that up with a, with an island tour, uh, and then maybe or maybe just walk around, maybe find a beach, take some pictures. I am going to do a lot of vlogging. Uh, anybody who uh, is on this cruise, uh, you'll, you'll be able to tell me because I'll be the one by myself walking around with a camera a lot. So uh, that is what it is. So that's that's the Dominican Republic. I haven't been there. So the food, the beaches, the uh, they used to see there was a sky ride, a cable car that would take you directly up there. And although I, that would be horrifying for me, just kind of just being in the I mean, that's high. You know what I mean? That's not St. Thomas. That's not the, uh, you know, what is St. Thomas? St. Thomas is the uh, is the mountaintop where, what is it, 1,000 feet, not even? This thing is almost 3,000 feet high. But imagine taking a cable car up there, just being suspended in the middle. Yeah, I know, not a big deal for a lot of people, but to me, it's a little, 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 little scary. But anyway, so that to me is what the Dominican Republic is going to be all about. I definitely want to get a good meal there. I definitely want to see a beach or two. I definitely want to see that that statue at the top of that hill. It's escaping me what it is. It, it, Google it. You know what I mean? Just write big uh, Christ the Redeemer statue, Dominican Republic, or, or Porta Plata. And uh, you'll see it come up and you'll see what I'm talking about. But I'm excited about that. You could hike up there too. Here's the thing about hiking. <laughs> I would do it. I'm just, I'm not in cruise shape. This cruise snuck up on me. I booked this thing out of nowhere. I was a little bit at my wit's end as far as like, you know, when your body tells you you just need to get away, you need to get a vacation. That's that's what happened here. And that's what I'm doing. So that's why I'm I'm doing this cruise and why I'm cruising as a fat, as, as a slob. Normally, I would, you know, put in a good two months of working out, lose 30 to 50 pounds and I'd be ready to go. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, yeah, give me that hike. I'll take on that hike. Not this time. Anyway. All right, so let's get Grand Turk out of the way. If we end up at Grand Turk, Grand Turk is very, very, very simple. I see people in the cruise group asking questions about Grand Turk and excursions and how far do we got to walk. But Grand Turk is Grand Turk. Grand Turk is three or four things. Now, okay, there's more to it than that. My first moped accident was on Grand Turk where the girl I went with, Michelle, she she told me, you know, you still got some skin you left in Grand Turk. And she's right. You know, maybe I don't learn. Maybe I don't learn to. I, I got to learn to stay off the mopeds probably. But no, will I? I'll end up on another moped. Uh, but anyway, Grand Turk, you get off the ship. The ship is basically, uh, you're in the shadow of the ship for the entire time. You're in Grand Turk. It's right up and close and personal. It's in your face. And you're basically, when you go in the go to the beach on Grand Turk, which is right at the cruise ship, you feel like you could just swim right up to the ship. You, that's what you feel like. It's right there. And the beach is right there. It's very, very proximal. It has so many of the fi- uh, features of a private island, except for they do have a giant, um, overly uh, enthusiastic Margaritaville there. One of the one of the biggest Margaritavilles, I believe, and it's a lot of fun. A lot of Jimmy Buffett songs going on. A lot of emceeing. A lot of fun pool games, swim up bar, all that stuff. It's a great time. People really, really enjoy uh, Grand Turk, and they enjoy Margaritaville. It's very, very commercialized. It's the type of thing where you got to walk through the gift shop to get in the place, and the food and service is not great. You do get a little bit of an attitude from a lot of the. Uh, Service. Nobody's looking to give you the whole "How you doing?" Welcome to Great. Uh, welcome to Margaritaville speech with a big, huge smile. No, they're in the hot sun and they're saying, "What do you? What do you want? You want comforters? What do you want?" All right. And then you sit there and you hopefully they find you. I remember it took me forty-five minutes one time to get a, get an order of comforters, but that's okay. You're not you're not you're not knocking my bad time. You're not putting my bad time aside. On a, 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 I'm, what am I trying to say? You, you're not going to upset me. It's going to take a lot more than that to upset me, I should say, 
on a vacation like this when you're in a tropical island, especially as beautiful as Grand Turk. The water is gorgeous. The water is a very strong green. It's not necessarily like a St. Thomas or Virgin Island water where you look where you're talking about just see-through clear water. It's it's got a lot of I guess uh, aquatic life underneath, a lot of reefs. So it's a very very green water. You can't always see your feet when you're chest high. Uh, I, I think it's it's just a different shade. It's a different shade, it's, which makes it cool because you're going to different places. Uh, also on Grand Turk, if you want to walk, there is a place called Jack Shack, as most of you know if you're listening to this show. And they're famous for their dogs that they have. Uh, the legendary Topher was their first dog that was just a beach dog that would run around. And Topher was basically as famous as anyone when you're talking about cruising. You go to you go to Jack Shack and you see Topher the dog. He's there. Everybody knew him. I think he had his own Facebook page at one point. But you know, Topher has passed on, and he has some relative dogs that are there now. And you know, it's a little bit more of a, a mom and pop experience over at over at um over over down the road at uh, uh Jack Shack. But it's uh they're not they're not. It's sometimes it's a long wait. You could put in an order of jerk chicken and it's it's tough it's tough they're not they're not blowing you away with five-star service at either of these places i'll say but there is a more of a local charm a little bit more of a mom and pop small business type of feel if you're willing and wanting to put in the walk it's probably about a half a mile down the beach you can see it i mean you can't miss it uh for whatever reason i mean we know the reason but it's always much more enjoyable getting there but then when you're going back to the ship that walk back seems a lot longer than it does come in there for whatever reason plenty of places to shop or you can get all the tanzanite you want in the world you can get all the diamond they got a diamonds international there um they talk about uh, christa again christopher columbus i guess there's 19 islands that i've heard of that claim that christopher columbus is uh discovery this is the second island he is he he discovered first was what what was the first one i don't remember where did, where did christopher columbus land when he first when he first came here anyway everybody said this is this is where christopher columbus if christopher columbus was able to be in this many places and this many voyages i i don't know he 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 must have been on the freaking oasis of the seas or something it was or, or the or uh you know what's what's one of the um not a cruise ship it's an ocean liner I guess uh, the Queen Mary, too. You know what I mean? I don't know how this guy in one lifetime was able to cross the Atlantic when also in his lifetime they thought the earth was flat. I don't get it. But either way, neither here nor there. So Grand Turk. Now, Grand Turk, okay, as much as you might want to say there's nothing to do there, and really it is a very, very basic island. There's two other things that people really enjoy doing on Grand Turk that a lot of people don't know about. So the first one is you can ride horseback and you could ride in the water. So that's an interesting thing. You're in the oceans of Turks and Caicos and you're sitting on top of a horse riding on a horse. Now that horse will take a look at me and be like, hell no. But you being a regular sized human, you probably would get away with it. And for a lot of people, it's a really nice experience. So that's enjoyable. And then the other thing is one of the coolest things I've done, and I haven't been snorkeling as much as I as I used to back in the day lately, but they have a, a, a snorkel excursion where you can do two stops. One, you swim with, I mean, a ridiculous amount of kaleidoscope level of gorgeous fish. And uh, they actually find you a nerf, nurse, nerf shark, nerfuses shark. You're swimming with a little shark. And then there's this guy that's on this uh, excursion. He's like, a, he helps you dive. He's an accompaniment diver. He goes down there. This guy is like a man fish. He goes into these reefs and you're looking down there and you see him going into these reefs, you know, sprinkling some food and out comes this little shark. You swim with the shark. It's beautiful. Like you don't, you're not afraid of the shark. Believe me. If it was like a Jaws or whatever, I would be nowhere near this thing. But it's like a little harmless little uh, Nerf shark, and it's cool. It's cool. And he's kind of directing the thing, having the thing go wherever he wants it to go. By the way, and, and placement of where he's sprinkling the fish. Then you get back on the boat, 
and then you go to another area where you snorkel. It's called the shelf. I believe it's called the shelf. And you're in an area where you're snorkeling and it's 12 feet. You're in 12 feet of water, maybe even less, 8 feet or whatever it is. And then you just swim out a little bit, immediate drop to 5,000 feet. It's, I mean, uh, it, 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 it's crazy. And you can go, you go underwater, you swim, and then you swim out into that, over that. You have a life preserver on, whatever, if you're not a strong swimmer. But you swim over the shelf, you look back at the shelf, and you could just see just pure, unabashed abyss. And I really, really enjoyed that excursion as well. But that's it. That's Grand Turk. That's where, you know, there's not much culture to be running around and seeing. It's called Cockburn Town, which, uh, you know, that does sounds a little painful, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great, you know, a lot of you people will get off in Grand Turk and find yourself back on the ship quicker than normal. What's next? St. Thomas. I mean, we can't go through the whole St. Thomas. All the things that you could do in St. Thomas. I mean, it's gorgeous. If you haven't been to St. Thomas, I always recommend doing an island tour. Whether you like to drink or not, you get in one of those open-air safaris and you just tell them, take me to all the gift shops. It seems like there's a place called Skyline Road or Skyline Highway. And there's just nothing but stops where you can just have one gorgeous view after another. There's gift shops at a lot of them. There's a banana daiquiri bar at most of them. See, something about a banana daiquiri in St. Thomas just hits right. That's all you could say. The beaches in St. Thomas are ridiculous, whether you're talking about Megan's Bay Beach or whether you're talking about Cokie Beach or whether you're talking about Sapphire Beach. Um... Uh, in Secret Harbor, uh, as far as where where you cruise into, it's a place called Charlotte Amalier. You have a great time there. There's a lot of shopping, a lot of things you could do. You can catch the Sky Ride to uh, Paradise Point, which is a great view. Thing is, it's the most commercial is Paradise Point. You can go right up the cable car, and they take you right up there. And there's restaurants up there and things to do up there. It's cool, but that's by far not the best view. That's not the greatest view. The greatest view to me is at Mountaintop Gift Shop. The I mean, the gift shop is amazing. The bar is really cool. And the observation deck is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It was hysterical. We went one time and the bartender was up there and I said, can you come outside and take a picture of us? And there was five of us or four of us cruising. And he was funny. He must have used this joke a thousand times like I probably said it a thousand times. But he walked out, took our camera and he just like like a freaking uh, Academy Award winning actor, he just looked around. He's like, "Whoa, it's really nice out here. I should come outside more often. Whoa, this is beautiful. You guys didn't tell me how nice it was out here." Meanwhile, he bartends there probably forty hours a week. Funny, funny. Got us. You know, we're an easy crowd. When you're on vacation, it's an easy crowd. Just like you know, ask the comedians on Carnival. But um. So that, to me, that's just do that at some point. You have Koki Beach. You could pair in Koki Beach as well as uh, Coral World, which is a cool kind of like uh, aquarium, a real natural aquarium that's right near Koki Beach. Uh, you can round out your tour with that. Also, Red Hook. Red Hook is like a restaurant bar area, almost like if St. Thomas had a hipster spot, that would be where that is. Um, and then what most people consider the crown jewel of all St. Thomas excursions is to find your way on a ferry over to St. John. And what you hear about St. John, I've never done that, but I think if we end up in St. Thomas, I think this is the time that this is going to happen. If it happens, if we end up in St. Thomas and it's not pulled, that's what I'm going to do. Go to St. John, uh, Cruise Bay, Trunk Bay, wherever else. I think. Uh, I think it's time. I familiarized myself with St. John, which would make this technically a six-island vacation, which is kind of nice, right? All right, what else? St. Martin. Uh, St. Martin, you know, St. Martin I feel like is really, really good for a land-based vacation. Of course, there's stuff to do in St. Martin. Now, St. Martin is the – you can get off the ship and you can – if you haven't been to St. Martin, you can get off the ship – and walk to Great Bay Beach, and that's right into the major, I guess, the, the the major town area. 
You know what I mean? The major area where all the shops are, where all the, uh, there's a Star Wars guy there, a guy who was a designer on the set of Star Wars who opened up a shop down there. Great Bay Beach is a beautiful beach with a boardwalk. You're in the shadow of your cruise ships. Not in the shadow like Grand Turk style, but you could see in full glory all the cruise ships that are right there. Uh, There's jet skiing, water sports on Great Bay Beach. So you could do that and have a legitimate great time. And not have a leave, and not have a leave within walking distance of the cruise port. Phenomenal. Saint Saint Martin is like the uh, Grand Central of cruise terminals. There's a lot of times you'll see six or more ships there, and uh, it, it's a great time. And, and even the cruise port itself is very impressive. Lots of places to eat, shop, uh, drink, little little uh, rum runner stands, mojito stands, this and that. Beautiful, beautiful. They also have Orient Beach. Now Orient Beach, if you're going to go there, be careful. Let's uh, be real out there in the field. Uh, there you might see some ball bags. Okay, it's uh, this is on the French side. It's very European, and as we know, a lot of they have no problem being uh, in their full free form. They don't need clothes to uh, <laughs> to complete their trip to the beach. Uh, so just know that if you uh, go to Orient Beach, and like I say, it's nothing sexual. It's not like you know it's a bunch of a bunch of models out there. Uh oh, hold on. Sorry, it's not like there's a bunch of models out there, you know, trying to show off. It's just no, they're comfortable naked, and that's just what they're doing. Um, but that's Orient Beach, and that I will say, Orient Beach for my money, half a pound for. And I'm not talking about the 85 year old man ass. I'm talking about the uh, beach itself was probably the most picturesque beach that I've ever been to. The most gorgeous beach I've ever seen is, I would say, is probably Orient Beach in St. Martin. Um, you could also go to uh, Marigo. That's a French kind of shopping area, restaurant area. It's also got a nice mountain you could hike up, which I've done and I've enjoyed it. You could see a lot of um, uh, expensive yachts. Great, great, great view of the top of the mountain there. Uh, one of the biggest things, you know, is that if you haven't done this, you go to Maho Beach. They call it Airport Beach as well. And uh, it's that beach where it's not the nicest beach. It's just very short. There's not a lot of, um, it's not a massive sandy area. It's very. It's a very short beach, but it's right near the airport. So, you know, and it's also got a, a place called Sunset's Bar where you'll see the planes fly in and you will get, you'll basically feel like you could reach up and touch the landing gear. You know what I mean? You've probably seen pictures of that if you haven't been there. You've seen footage of that. But that's a cool experience. I will say, though, you know what I mean? Not every plane flies dramatically low. Not every plane is like a 747. So some of it sometimes can be a little anticlimactic. But even if you're just there... You could have a good time. You could enjoy yourself at that sunset bar. We found a pool one one year that we went with a pizza place. You just keep walking past the sunset bar, and then you find this little shopping area, and then you come up on this pool. We ended up spending the whole freaking day in the pool. It was awesome. We enjoyed it a lot. Uh, what else in St. Martin? Oh, shoot. So I'm probably not going to be able to do this, but I, I'm thinking about it. It's a 275-pound weight limit. I will probably be under that, but I don't fancy necessarily uh, just <laughs> coming in under the weight. You know what I mean? I would prefer to do a zip line if I was in shape, if I was feeling in my, you know, 230 to 240 pound range, not necessarily where I'm at right now. But uh, I forgot what it's called. Devil's Peak or something like I forgot what it's called, but... Um, you, you take this basically a ski lift all the way up to the side of the mountain and then it will drop you down, which it makes you feel like you're jumping off the side of a mountain. This thing is steep as hell. Yes, I would need three or four uh, double goose and sodas, maybe a couple of shots of Jim Beam uh, before I did this, but I would do it. I wouldn't need that. I'm just kidding. I probably would. I, I would do it for the enjoyment of it. But uh, I've just seen some footage of this, and it just looks very daunting. When you're up there, it looks like you're uh, you're jumping off and you're going straight down. Like the Labadee uh, over the water, the Labadee zipline, which was very a truly, truly uh, exhilarating, beautiful, spiritual, dare I say, experience. But, uh, you know, it, it's pretty, you don't really fly on that one. You do maybe 60 miles an hour, and you're kind of going a lot more on a horizontal angle. On this one on top of St. Martin, 
you look like you're dropping. You're dropping off. It probably feels like you're dropping almost vertical, but you're not, but it feels like it. It looks like it on video. I would do that. I would like to do that, but I just would prefer to do that if I was just on a cruise in a little bit more of a better shape. And I want to kind of stress that a little bit where I talk about how much we drink and we eat and we party and we indulge and we're gluttonous on cruises. Uh, I, I want to get away from that a little bit. You know what I mean? That's kind of and it's kind of crazy because my whole channel kind of started off of like being the party cruise guy, the 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 life of the party, the uh, let's get crazy, let's you know cruising. It doesn't have to be this relaxing kind of boring vacation along with all the beautiful sights and the smells and the ocean and the sand and the sun and the sea. We could also kind of get after it a little bit, have a party, turn the music up, uh, turn it up a little bit in general. You know what I mean? Party, party cruise, you know, which I still think we can do and I probably always will do. But you know what? There is a such thing as balance. And do you have to gain 12 pounds after every cruise? I don't know that if I really gain 12 pounds, but six pounds, eight pounds. Do you really have to gain that much weight weight after every cruise just to have a good time? You know what I mean? Keep that freaking uh, wellness going. I want to do that. That's what I want to kind of, you know, focus a little bit maybe this cruise is the introduction to that a little bit even though it won't look like it while i'm walking around in my uh you know spill my gut spilling out of my hawaiian shirt i'm hoping i'm not painting too much of a, a slob picture of myself i'm i've people tell me i wear it okay people tell me I, i'm not uh you know i'm not i don't think i'm a stocky fat guy i also don't think i'm a skinny fat guy right those skinny fat guys no offense to any of them of course uh but I I I I kind of carry it around okay but yeah I can be better I can do better I should do better and let's do it All right that's St. Martin I think what else did I leave? Maho Beach we got the zip line we got the um Marigo we have the Great Bay Beach any chance you get to get in a cab in St. Martin you're better for having done so I will say that I've been in cabs in all these islands. And the truth is, is that these people, they're living, walking, breathing tour guides, even if it's just a cab. There's something about St. Martin that they're so proud of this island. And I don't know why. I mean, I do know why they should be proud of it. But they are literally little driving chambers of com- commerces. It's crazy. The thing you got to know about St. Martin is that it is, that is, it is the smallest mass of land that has more than one country of jurisdiction on it there's literally a border there's an open border on each side there's a guy they told us the guy was making me laugh because oh you know what we're gonna do now we're gonna pass customs and i'm like where's customs it's right there there's johnny look at him he's got his sunglasses on he's not too hung over today he just waves to you it's an open border that's our customs we just left the dutch dutch side and went into the french side i'm like that's johnny like, yeah. Like, well, he's the only guy? Yeah, that's the only guy. What happens if he doesn't show up? He gets sick. Oh, well, then nobody's there. No problem. Uh, they did tell me that there is a little bit of a rivalry. While the Dutch side is very industrious, they build, they're much, uh, they're, they're moving forward technologically, infrastructurally. Uh, they're building resorts. They're just like tr- progress as far as that goes. That's what, that's what um, that side of it does. That's what they're looking for. But, um, on the French side, they're trying to keep it, you know, as it is. You're not allowed to build more than two or, two or four stories. I think four stories on the shoreline. They won't let you because they want to keep it natural. They want to keep the coastline clean and pristine. Uh, they're not overly trying to build. Uh, it's funny, though, because the French kind of look down on the Dutch side because of all the building and their their commitment to the rat race and their commitment to corporate, you know, almost like, a, yeah, you guys are like Americans. You're just trying to make money and run around and rat race. We're the French. We relax. We enjoy life. We sip our tea. No, that's in Britain, right? No, we eat our croissants, whatever we do. They just It's more of like a come, come and go easy. Come, I just made that up. Come and go easy. Let's run with it, though. So it's more of like a come-and-go easy lifestyle on the French side. Having said that, many of the French have to go to the Dutch side to work because that's where all the jobs are. And that's and French people are on, on the Dutch side all the time. But I was told by the cab driver when the Dutch guys end up on the French side, 
Uh, the French give them a little, hey, what are you doing over here, buddy? You know, this is the French side. Are you lost? Did you get lost? They don't throw you out. They're not overly, overtly hostile, but a little passively, aggressively. When I don't know how they could tell. It's all, all the people are, 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 are island people, right? But I guess the years and years and decades of influence from the Dutch side and the, and the French have uh, made it kind of clear who is Dutch and who is French. And the French give them a little bit of a hard time when they kind of fall out of that Dutch zone. What are you doing over here? You know, shouldn't you be uh, on a construction site or shouldn't you be working in a, in a high-rise resort somewhere over on the Dutch side? This is what they tell me. This is what the cab drivers tell me. Not just one, multiple. But that is what it is. That's uh, Why do I keep saying it is what it is? I do apologize about that. Hey, but what are you going to do? It is what it is. Um, so what do we do? We talked about St. Thomas. We talked about... Grand Turk, we talked about Tortola, which I don't know much of what we're doing in Tortola. I don't have that much of an idea uh, because of the fact that I've never been there. A lot of beaches, a lot of beaches and um, a lot of resorts for a day. It looks like there's some decent eating that can go on and just some island tours. So Tortola is probably going to be pretty basic, but I do, like I said, oh, uh, soggy dollar. Soggy Dollar Bar, maybe that's where I'll do a lot of the, the, the water sports. Maybe I'll pick up a jet ski over in Tortola. Uh, maybe I'll, who knows, maybe I want to get one of those watercrafts. It's almost like a jet ski, but it's like a mini, it's like a, uh, it's like a raft. It's like a raft jet ski mini boat. Uh, I would love to have that, to be able to creep around it. Maybe do that and kind of use it as my transportation. I want to go to Pizza Pie in St. Thomas too, that floating pizza bar. You know what I mean? All in all, in general, this is, and we t- so we talked about that. We talked about Dominican Republic, too. So that's it. Those are the five stops. Now, if it ends up being this last, like it is this past cruise, so this cruise went out on the 8th. It's coming back the 18th. We're going on the 18th, and we're coming back the 28th. The one that's from the 8th to the 18th, they stopped not in St. Thomas, but in Antigua. Antigua? Antigua, and not in Grand Turk, in San Juan. So we all know those are fun ports. It's going to be a good time, and I'm excited. I don't know what else to say. I'm really, really excited. Yes, I feel a little odd or a little weird about doing a 10-day solo cruise on the Norwegian Gem out of New York, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You know what I mean? I, I think one of my plans is I do have the drink package, so you're welcome on that. And I do have uh, Wi-Fi. So I, I think I might train myself and make myself an NFT expert as well. That might be what I'm also, yes, so I am going by myself. So you can expect a lot of coverage, a lot of uh, vlogging, a lot of photography, a lot of posting. That's what's going to happen, guys, you know? Again, if you're on this ship, you're just going to see me going around with a pina colada in one hand, trying to do a, a, a cross section of the ship in another hand with a video and maybe doing some light narration in the background all at the same time with nobody in tow of me. <laughs> you're going to know who it is. Um, but that's pretty much it. Very, very excited. I'll do a Patreon or two before, before I actually go. But you guys are the best. Boat drinks cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves you Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away a lot of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up 
pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from